this is as of late podcast, folks. I'm your guy Titus. I'm with a great guest today, my boy E Immaculate. That boy Ezel Ezel. What's going on with you, brother? What's good, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. I had to get you on the podcast. It's been well overdue. How you living out here, man? Man, surviving, thriving, just trying to, you know, make a living, man. Trying to stay healthy too. Yes. That's that's the main thing, ain't it? All this shit going on from the pandemic to uh, the reemergence of will be another civil rights uh, movement that I I believe that we're seeing in, in front of our eyes to the mental health aspect of seeing who's running this office. It's a lot to go on, man. It's a lot going on there. It could be, it could be tolling on the human body and the mind. Absolutely, know? I feel like it's so much on the media that you kind of just can't get. Like, you try to ignore it, but you get distracted by it, and it's just so much in our faces. And like you said, mentally, and it feel like, you know how they always say, like, history repeats itself? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we're going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'm like, we're so advanced with all the technology and everything we have now, but it's why we're going backwards? Why are we still dealing with stuff that we was dealing with in the 50s, 60s, and 70s? Like, we should be past that by now. Doesn't it make you, in a sense – um I know for me, when I see shit like that, it kind of makes me lose hope. <laughs> it does. It definitely makes me like be like, what are we doing this for? It does. Like, I'd be like, dang, man. And it's crazy, too, because you see situations and story where people care more about. And I, I love dogs. Don't get me. Don't get me a lion or whatever. I love, love dogs. But you'll see people have more sympathy and more passion or, and care more about the well-being of a dog than an actual human being. I see that shit all the time now. Like it's, what? it's more and more frequent. That shit blows my fucking mind. Like you'll see, you'll see even parents who have kids that wouldn't even care about their kids, but they care more about their dog. And That's I'm like, what? Like that makes no sense. Like, granted, I love dogs, but like we're humans. Like, what in the world? Where's your love for your fellow man? I don't get that. Yeah, because it's something about I was watching. Um, because you know I'm a podcast head, so I watch a lot of documentaries, interviews. Anyway, right. And um, I watch and listen to Joe Rogan a lot. And he had this guy, he has a lot of wilderness cats on there. Right. And this particular guy, I forget the name, was talking about the the adaptation of the, the the morph, the I don't know how to say it, the pretty much the start of the dog coming from the wolf and having that animal instinct built in them. And we have some of that, that animal instinct, but at the end of the day, what I feel like separates us from the animal is the soul that we have, the soul aspect, mm-hmm. the moral aspect. You know, uh, it's you know, it's something about when a when a a bear eats his cub. You know, like that's happened because of the animal instinct of it. Right. To where, if a human was to do that, it it would be frowned upon, of course, sh- as it should, because of the moral aspect that God, I feel like, has instilled in all of us. Right. Which I that's why I sometimes debate people where it's a it has to be some kind of creator because if if it wasn't for me, we would have that mindset of of Animals. like a, of an animal. animal it, it would yep. be nothing. It's something tugging at you to stop you morally from doing certain things. And to add on to that and kind of touch on that, like it baffles me as many times as I talk to different people. Like I talk to different people from different religion, and I respect all religion because I feel like well, all most most religion. I feel like, you know, <laughs> if you grew up. No Church in, of Fonzie for you? Yeah, no Church of Fonzie for me. But if you if you grew up in a certain land or a certain country, you probably will practice whatever that religion you was brought up on, right? Yeah. So I feel like as long as you have, like, a creator, 
because I do feel like we we didn't just get here. As long as you do have a creator and you kind of live by that, then I I don't get how people don't feel like you know they so entitled like nah, there's no such thing as a guy you know it's I, and I'm a man of science too like I love science like we talking Zoom on whatever the uh, PBS we talking Dexter Laboratory like I love science right mm-hmm. but it's like there's no way you cannot tell me that all this universe and this earth and everything from the air to the water wasn't constructed by some type of supernatural being. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't make that up. And I don't have a lot of different run-ins where I'm prayed and he saved me more than anything. Like he got me in a lot of situations. He got me through a lot too. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it had to be a creator. Granted, I'd rather be wrong, be like, it ain't. And then I pass away. Then, you know, or like I'd rather be like, oh, it is a creator, and it, which I do believe that he exists. But if I'm wrong, I'm like, okay, whatever. Compared to like, I don't believe in that, and then you know I have to deal with that yeah. when I'm trying to get into the gates of heaven. So yeah, I and I agree with you. I feel like that's how it started with me. I feel like that's how it starts with a lot of people, where it's like you you you're getting into it because of like where you're from, right? Based off the region you're from, and you're brought up that way, whether it's Islam, whether it's Christianity, right? And um, it's just ritual for you because your parents did it. It gets passed on to you. And then for me, I fell away from him. I fell. I didn't completely not believe. You know, I didn't do the whole 180 where I was like, oh, this, this nigga ain't real no more. <laughs> but I got to an area where it was just like, and then that that's a whole, if, for those that listen to this podcast, know my backstory dealing with like the demonic and like getting into my my dark bag that I got into. But I got into a dark place to where, I got brought back by seeing that, by right. seeing that, seeing the other side. Sometimes people, and it kind of goes to what you were saying um, earlier, what we were just speaking on, was um, dealing with people with their purpose. And some people, everybody has a purpose, but if you're in the matrix and you're in so, in so much of a self-entitlement mm-hmm. and you're blinded by yourself, you're not you're not even thinking about a purpose. You're just like, I got to do this. I got to clock in, clock out, clock in, clock out, do this, do that. You're not even thinking about that, and it's the same with, with with God. If if you're not, if you're in that tunnel vision of just like selfishness, you're not gonna think about a bigger picture. You're not. I know way too many people who feels that type of way, and I feel like a lot of people lose their walk with faith when they have hardship and stuff going on. Like they instantly like, there's no such thing as a God because of I have this going on and this going bad or whatever. And I have to tell people this all the time where. I ain't no preacher and I ain't no saint, but you got to think about it. When God created man, he gave us free will, right? So we can do and, you know, do things as we please or, you know, a lot of things sometimes, not everything, but a lot of things that bad happen to us is actions that we make or the people we associate ourselves with Mm -hmm. or the different type of path that we decide to take. So it's like he gives us free will. Like when it comes to war, famine and all that stuff, it's on man, and it's not on him, so you can't look at him and blame him for that. Now, when it comes to, like, diseases and stuff like that and natural causes, I can't really speak on that. Like, maybe that's a discussion you want to have with him when you pass away, but it's just, like, yeah. a lot of times, man, it's just unfortunate. Like, I think if he would have gave us the knowledge to do everything that we wanted to do now, we wouldn't be on this planet. I feel like we're on this planet for a reason. Like, if he would have gave us all the knowledge, and I think that goes into, like, 
when Eve ate the apple, like she wasn't supposed to eat that apple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to that thing where it's like, you know, we we're here for a reason. I think that goes back to like, you know, I always tell you, I want to find out what my purpose is. And I feel like everybody have a purpose. Yeah. It's definitely instilled in us to even, even, and then the crazy part about it, if this God is the guy that I think he is that knows all this stuff, he's seen all this stuff. Absolutely. Beforehand. Like he knew she was going to bite into that apple. Absolutely. He knew what he was, <laughs> he was going to have to like sacrifice him. Like it's, it goes deep with that just to right. like, I will never like quote the questions that I will have for God when I meet God is just like out of this world. Cause right. I'll never understand the mind frame of like doing certain things that he did. But I do know one thing is that I feel like everybody is instilled with a purpose. And I feel like you have two purposes. I feel like you have your birthright purpose that you're built inside of you that only you can do. Mm -hmm. And then I believe that it's a universal purpose that is for everybody. And for me, I feel like I discovered the universal purpose, which is love. I feel like once you realize the, the supernatural, the universal language it being true love, not not that fake shit, but that true love, right? Um, and servitude, you know, because what what real love it comes being a servant, and I'm learning that myself as I'm mature, trying to mature and be a better man, right? Is is being selfless, because when you have the truth, and and again, like I was saying, with how some people are bought up uh, ritual ritually to certain religions, if you. With my falling back, I came back and built a relationship with him. Because some right. some stuff, it's a difference between like a relationship spiritually, spiritual, and then being religious. Some people are just doing it based by the book and don't have no, no, never talked to God in their life, but just doing stuff, wearing a suit and a tie, and they looking like they they like the devil's advocate. They have a very clean look, but inside their heart is rotten as Al Pacino. You know and they say the devil know the Bible. Yeah. I mean, he was around. Like, yeah, that, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was, he was high up. Like, I studied the history of him. That dude was like an archangel. Like, he was over music before, yeah, like, all the minister shit. of music, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of, like, and, and then the highest, that, that like, it's just like, everything is copied. Just like it's like an army here. Just like it's a cabinet here, a president here. They, heaven, earth just copies what heaven did. Just like the devil copied what, what God, it's all about army and, like, hierarchy and stuff like that and he was one of those main ones that was over the music like that was a that was a big position but his ego got the best of him which is even more of a bigger deeper thing because that lets you realize that he gave angels free will that's to true. where because he's seen that happening that's true to where it's like it break it gets even more deeper like how deep does this really get i like, mean <laughs> and think about what you said too, ego and think about how many people how many humans on earth ego get the best of them mm, yeah think, think about how many like uh, I don't even want to get political, but think about um, I want I'm gonna call him 45. Think about how a lot of times <laughs> his his ego get the best of him compared to telling you know the media what what they should hear, or even we could talk about the media too. A lot of times where they ego get the best of them, they feelings get hurt instead of reporting the actual fact of what's yeah. going on. So yeah, ego. What's the, what's the old saying? Pride coming before the fall, or something like that. Something like that. But yeah, ego is fucking daggone what kills a lot of shit. It does. But what I was saying with um the universal purpose, I feel like once you discover that and tap into that, because I still really don't know my I, I know my purpose is to is to it's something to do with talking. Right, I know right. it's gonna deal whether it be like talking to these youth. Um, maybe I'll be a Renaissance cat where it'd be like 
you know, I, I might do the podcast and then I might get into that on, you know, being a public speaker or some kind of thing. But I wouldn't have realized that through going unless I went through my trials and tribulations and being open to that universal purpose, like I said, which is servitude, love. True love will bring you into servitude. Yeah, I agree. And so for anybody listening, like including yourself, like I would say you're on the right path. Just tap into it because you're a good dude. Like I know, I know energy. You got good energy. I would say continue to do what you're doing. Strive on that that path of like love, non-judgmental, you know, because that's what people in this earth need right now. They don't need religion. They need somebody that's really like how Christ was coming. Christ was sitting with prostitutes. He was sitting with Samaritans. Right. You know, back in the day, that would be like a black person sitting with a white person. Right. People don't understand like what he was doing. Exactly. He was breaking not just like sin barriers of like, I don't care if you slept with that dude yesterday. He was breaking race barriers. And so that's how we got to do it. And, and uh, that can only be solved with love. And I think, you know, that's it happens over time because I know me growing up, even growing in on the east side of Charlotte, it, you know, you, you develop certain things and certain traits with the people you're around because I ain't going to lie, I used to be homophobic, like mm. a mug, bro. I used to be on some like, you know, no homo all the time, blah, 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 this and that. Sometimes I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> but then it got to a point when, like, you know, I actually started having, like, you know, gay friends or actually no gay people or even have gay people in my family. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I look at people, I'm like, why are we all hating on them so much, man? It's so way more worse things going on in the world for you to, you know, judge this person. And if you really study the Bible or you believe in God, you know, I always say, you know, no sin is greater than the last. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And two, you know, he wasn't judgmental, like you said. Like, even when Jesus was sitting with certain people, he was sitting with people with prostitutes and people like that. So yeah, for me, robbers. <laughs> for me to judge this person about their sexual preference, I feel like that's, like, you know, a hypocrite. Because I have stuff that I know I'm not, I'm definitely, I sin a lot. I know I'm not the greatest person. So for me to waste my time on that, I'm not trying to prosecute this person. If anything, you know, I this might be a good dude or this might be a good Hell person yeah. to have energy. I don't know what they went through. I don't know what that experience is, but that's not my type. That's not me for the, that's not me to judge them. You know, I have to worry about me getting my place into heaven and always building them seeds. Like they tell you to like plant a seed, let it grow. You know, like you said, it's go back to love. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna love you like an individual. I don't have no problems with you. Like I rather trust them than a thief. You know, some cause yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I got people who you know steal from you and be like, nah, I ain't steal nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't get that, but I think it just really goes into one of them situations of the environment you grew up in, and kind of like we said earlier before the podcast, the company you keep, the people who are around you too. Because yeah. when you're around different people, man, they change your mindset and change your way of thinking too. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps build you as a person. Yeah, that's facts. Like the old saying, another old saying. um, I don't know if it was Dame Dash or somebody. He was like, if you hang around like nine broke dudes, you're bound to be the 10. <laughs> and vice versa as well. If you hang around like nine rich dudes, you're bound to be the 10th. Absolutely. Because iron is going to sharpen iron regardless. Absolutely. It's either going to iron, it's either going to be dull or it's going to be sharp. Right. But if it's if it's real iron, you're going to take those jewels from the people that you're supposed to take it from. Absolutely. And I don't discriminate where I get my jewels from. That's I why I don't it. care. It's like, like you were just saying, like this person may be homosexual, but this person, daggone lied and cheated to me and daggone robbed me. Exactly. And I learned that a long time ago to, like, just put anything aside. I don't care what you're doing. First of all, 
I got too much shit going on my damn self that they're going to be judging people and how the world's looking. I'm just, I just need some people that some soldiers that's really about spreading this good message and and really being loving to one another like how we should. I agree. And then secondly was experience. Like I had an experience after high school where I would end up like traveling around the East coast and stuff. And one of my best friends at the time, he lives in Atlanta now, was gay. Right. And we went to Tampa. This dude would give you the shirt off your back. Like, shirt off his back. Like, and, and that's he, love. We had a lot of, like, fake people doubting him. He's, he's a, real, a really good, well-known choreographer now in Atlanta. But I went there and seen him in the beginning stage where people were doubting him. Still, when it was like, you know, it's a lot more opening compared to, like, when we were in high school. Like, he went to, like, he didn't go to, he was our age. And he went to Garringer. And oh, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, you know, that's, they, that was straight, know. that was straight hood where it was like being, I mean, you talking about like, it's still like people question it now, but like people know when you're older, the earlier years of being homosexual, being homosexual, they, they didn't play that shit. They, right. they questioned you. They were like, people weren't coming out like how they're coming out now. Uh, and so like, I've seen people that we went to school with that. I would, I would see years down the line, like before in school, he would be sagged up have J's on, I'm not naming names or anything like that, and do what you do, but I'll see him, like, years later, and he's wearing, like, tight leggings and right. got got fake weave on and everything. And I was like, dang, I do, didn't even expect that. Do do you, man. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. And I feel like, like you said, it's, like, it's growth, too. And mm-hmm. it, it's Tom. Tom bring out people, like, you know, true attentions and true personality because, um, I, like I said, I have family members who actually, you know, came out and – I know, I I remember I had a roommate in college, and I remember he had came out to me, and I was just like, when he said it, uh, he he expected me to be on some, like, you know, ugh, some BS yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, hell no. Nah. I was like, he was like, I know E, I know blah, blah, blah. He was like, I'm drunk. And I'm like, bruh. Oh, he care. used the drunk excuse. <laughs> I don't care. Like, to be honest with you, I think I had about, I had another one who was gay too, and, I, and he used to have some crazy parties and stuff, but. I mean, I used to go in my room. I'd be like, do you? You know, I'm not going to bother you. You're not going to bother me. So it's like, like you said, I think we starting to look at people as individuals and really see what they do and what they bring to the table and how they are as, as a person compared to, like like you said, like the sexual preference. Because I know some heterosexual I know some heterosexual people who ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I could cuss on here, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I know some heterosexual people ain't shit. <laughs> And I just be like, damn, dog. Where compared to him, man, my roommate, he helped me out a lot. Like yeah. he did a lot for me. So, and I thank him for that. And I think it actually like just open your eyes, just look, really appreciate people from who they are. And people will show you who they are too. Like mm-hmm. actions, you know, actions speak louder than words. Cause I know cats who say they gonna do this and do that, and then they don't do shit. Facts. Feel me? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or or they be like, yeah, you know, I got your back. Or people even. And you know it too. Even when it comes to working with people, I don't try to work with a couple different people when it comes to photography. And they be like, "Yo, you know, I need you to come out here and do this and blah blah blah." And they be like, "Hit me up." I hit them up. I don't ever get a call back. Never get a message back. And that's one thing. That's one of my pet peeves. Like I hate being ignored, bro. Yeah. I I don't know. And I feel like I hate being ignored. And then I hate you wasting my time because I'll try not to waste nobody else's time. Because when it comes to resources. Time is one thing you can never get back. Every second pass, you can't get that second back. Think mm-hmm. about that. You can you can always lose money and make money, but you can't never get time back, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the most valuable thing. So don't waste mine. I promise you I won't waste yours. 
Facts. This segment, me and Azil talk about not just being consistent in a group setting, but being consistent in life journeys, period. I think when it comes to being like being consistent within a group, you have everybody have to like be like, okay, let's do this, let's do this. You can't be lazy about it too. Everybody every, and then you can't always bicker. You can, you know, discuss or have debates and stuff like that. And you ain't gotta agree on everything. Yeah. But I feel like when we was in a rap group, everybody wanted to be the front man. And I'm like, nah, we all gotta play our roles and play our positions and stuff. And mm-hmm. I felt like Cats wasn't taking it serious. Or even me and um, Killer Kowabo, you know him. He had this I thing. I just thought the end of the day. Really? <laughs> That's funny. He, he had this thing where it was called Pilot Talk because you know he got that from Currency because he's like a huge Currency fan. Uh-huh. But this was like a little bit early age of YouTube and stuff, and he'll shoot videos, and I'm like, bro, you need to keep doing this because that's how you know you get our name out there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, keep doing it, bro. Keep doing it. And it just be random vlogs and stuff. This is even before what vlogs was now, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would have been big now because you yeah. established stuff. And he'll do it and he'll do it and he'll do it. He'll be like, nah, I don't want to do it no more because, you know, editing and everything takes a lot. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. It does. It, but like, And it's a mental toll, dude. It is. It's it, a, is. it could be a mental toll, especially if – um. If you're not seeing the growth, you got to right. do stuff without seeing the growth. Right. Just like you got to believe, like, you got to believe God's there even if you don't see him. Right. Days you may feel him and experience him. It be days where it be cold as hell and you wonder where he at. But he's in the midst. He's omnipresent. And your, your hustle got to be like that as well. That's true. Your drive got to be like that. That's true. Like, even with, like, my little YouTube page I got with the shoes, I get excited if it's just 20 people that looked at it because I'm like, you know, 20 is better than one. Yeah. But I have to be consistent. And I'm I'm real big on that. Granted, I got life going on, but it's like like you said, you know, even if it's cold outside, you gotta continue to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had a lot of different ventures. And I think sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna quit, man. This ain't working. Or I was talking to my wife about it too. She was like, you know, you a real collaborative person. Like you like to collaborate with people. But sometimes that's your downfall because you rely on collaborating with people too much compared to doing stuff on your own. Mm. And I think that's when I got into photography, and that's why I like it because, you know, I don't have to worry about anybody besides my client and stuff like that. But I did the research. You know, I put the money in the camera. I put the money in equipment. I still put the money in equipment now. And then that's when I was like, okay, I can start doing these vlogs and stuff. So I started doing stuff kind of just relying on me instead of collaborating with people. Because mm-hmm. even when it came to when I was in a group, a lot of my friends was like, so when you going to put out, like, you know, something solo? I'm like, I'm going to put out something solo soon, soon. But I was so focused on doing group projects and doing like this and, you know, getting everything going instead of taking that own responsibility on myself and be like, nah, you know, I got to push myself. You know, I got to be able to do that. So Facts. That's real too. That's real. I'm, yeah. I got tongue tied there. <laughs> That's real shit. Though you speaking it, facts, though, man. It is, man. I think at the end of the day, like us as I feel like humans are the best creators. Period. I think we was we was basically create. We was basically made to create. Mm-hmm. Think about all the things that we did over history when it comes to technology, arts, science, music, everything. I feel like we all have that bones to do or i'll have that passion or that talent to do it but we just don't utilize it yeah 
And don't some people don't know. They yeah, don't, they really don't have not tapped into it. You'd be surprised how many people. It's a blessing to know like what you. It's a it's a blessing to have a passion for anything because right. some people are living like zombies. They right. don't. They're just going through the motions. They're just like happy to get a paycheck, and just doing it like not just their life build a bill. Right. They're doing their spirit build a bill. Right. They're just like they don't have. They don't know. They don't know. They're just on some like. In the Matrix, they, they're really tapped into the Matrix and not even looking at the bigger picture. And I think with me growing up, and I talked to a couple of people like this, like I look at my grandma, like rest her soul. I look at her, she was like a stay-at-home mom. Mm. But I had a couple of conversations with her, but I can never tell you what was her dreams and what was her goal and what was her passion in life. Like she never mentioned it. Granted, she had to go through all segregation and everything in the South because she grew up in the South, so she grew up in that time. But it's still just like, you know, did she live out her life how she wanted to live out her life? Did she fulfill her dreams? Did she fulfill her passions? Mm. Same thing when it comes to, like, my mom, again, you know, rest God rest her soul, too. Yeah. My mom had to do a lot just by raising me and my sister by herself. Like, my dad was in and out, but it's just like, I don't even know what my mom's dreams and goals and passion was. And it's like, I don't want to live like that. And if I have kids, I don't want them to grow up like that. It's so much... I feel like you can do. It's just unfortunately, like you said, we're stuck in a matrix where we have to work jobs and we have to kind of force to do stuff, you know, for responsibility. And we can't really do stuff that we wanted to do. Yeah. And I can say that I'm blessed that I do have, you know, I actually got into my field of what I went to school for. And I did have the opportunity to do music. I wanted to be an artist at one time. That didn't, like, draw, but that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing photography. Like, I, I can say I'm blessed that I'm able to try these things out, like you said, and I try to expand on it. And I feel like a lot of people focus so much on the day-to-day stuff that they do. Or it's all about time, too, what time you want to put in and what time you get back. But I completely agree. I think it's like... I feel like everybody have a purpose, and I pray every night that God help me find minds. Rather, mm-hmm. it's music, photography, volunteering, whatever. Like, I want to be able to, you know, find my purpose, and I want to be able to actually do what I was put on this earth to do, and I want to create, kind of like I told you. I want to create something. Mm. So. We finish off this episode with a brief bio of Izzel and his thoughts on the Charlotte hip-hop scene, him being someone born and raised in Charlotte. Izzel, give us um, a brief inside of you, man, Dagon. I know you're born and raised here in Charlotte. We've known each other for a minute, Dagon. I want to say, I don't know, since high school, 2003, 2002. 2002. um, Let the people know a brief bio about yourself. All right, so... (laughs) Everybody called me E, real name Ezell, man. Grew up on the east side of Charlotte, um, born and raised. Basically, you know, um, I was real like a bookworm in school, so I was really one of them quiet dudes. But it's like when you got me out of school, I wasn't that quiet. <laughs> so, but nah, um, actually graduated from UNC Charlotte, too, as well. So don't look like I went far. Um my old man from Chicago, so Chi-Town is, like, my second home. I used to visit there a lot in the summertime. Um, really into a lot of different things, man. I'm a gamer, um, into anime crazy. Of course, huge hip-hop head. 
uh, like sports too. Anything Tar Heels, anything UNC, period. It's your boy. I'm all about that. And um, I guess I don't want to say sneakerhead, but I am a sneaker collector. So that's just a little bit about myself. Yeah, you definitely are a sneaker collector. <laughs> <laughs> Shoes be on point. I'll be seeing them. Give people your Instagram, man. Give people both of your Instagram. So right, you got so, a couple of them. Yeah, I got a couple of them. So my sneaker page is at Go Easy on the Kicks. Um, you'll see a lot of my videos. I do videos, a review on shoes that comes out. Talk about hype shoes. Talk about shoes you probably never heard of. You know, tell you about the comfort level, all that great stuff. Um, my photography Instagram is easy on the eyes. Um, that's easy on the eyes. I have to, I think, um, the letter E Z on the eyes, I believe, something like that. And then, of course, my personal page is Carolina Prodigy, which was also my former MC name. I mean, maybe not be former because I can still spit a little bit too, but so Carolina Prodigy is my other page. Hey. Like he said, it's like riding a bike. Don't don't test him on these bars. He'll come here, he'll, he'll bar you with a sixteen real quick. Don't, don't test me. I remember <laughs> me and uh Killer Kawabo went to Snub Harbor. It met before all this BS started. And I was like, Man, I ain't gonna spit. But you know, I don't know if you ever been on a Monday nights where they have like a cipher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, screw it. I was like, I'm gonna spit, bruh. And I just got in, I was just spitting. I was I was ready for it. So every now and then like I like to spit some bars, and when I'm at the crib with the missus, sometimes I make up some songs, and she be like, why you stop? I be like, I don't know. I just want to make up some silly songs. So. Hey, bro, like we talked about on uh, online, it's all about timing, dude. It is. You get, when you get that itch, like, and especially when you just want to do it to just do it, like that's when some of the best shit comes out. It really do, man. And I look at some of my old stuff, and I'm like, I know I can do better. But it's... It's, I'm just, I got my hands in a lot of different things. So it's like, like I said, I'm really big in photography right now too. I like to give back in the community. That's another big thing I like to do. So I just got my hands in a lot of different things. I'm trying to try, I'm trying to be like we said earlier. I want to be the modern renaissance man myself. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be as well. We going to dag on, link up more and we all going to dag on, just have a unit of renaissance man. I like <laughs> it, man. For real. That's what it's all about, growth. And and just being there for one another and, and iron and sharpening iron, like I said, I, right. I, I can't stress that enough. Being somebody who is um, born and raised in this city and seeing the growth of it um, from not even not even just on a let's not even let's not even talk on a scale business wise or just like because we, we see that we see the traffic increases, we right. see, um, you know, the trees getting tore down to become oh, condominiums and all that shit. What let's let's keep it music based in the sense of how have you seen or how do you feel in the growth aspect of when you were a child to what you are now of the music scene in Charlotte and what are we missing? Cuz yes, we have the 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 crossover artist and the baby who really blew up, but it's still a lot to be done. Right. Um, so as a kid, I wasn't really into like the modern hip hop scene or even the music scene in general. I think the only person I knew was Casey and Jojo, who's from around this area. Baby, 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 baby. And it's funny because my mom, best friend is actually cousins with them. Word. Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it. But like, you know, the older we get, I, even in high school, I don't even know who was on when we was in high school. The only person we really had from North Carolina was, um, Pity. Pity Pablo. And then when you think of Charlotte, you think of um, when I was in, like, high school, college, Betty Grind. 
Yeah. Um, Damn it, I'm fly. Salute Betty Grind. Um, S Dub. I remember hearing that name. I think Pop and Bullets was another name because my sister used to work at a club too. So a lot of these artists I used to hear. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to forget my Mr. NASCAR. Uh, what's what's my man name? Miss. I don't know, Mr. Seven Hundred Four. Uh, no, not Mr. Seven Hundred Four. It's another guy. And we actually, I actually went to Briarwood with him. Um, Cuddy, uh, Cuddy, Cuddy Boy, Cuddy Boy. I think that's. Oh. Um. But yeah, I think I think he's still doing stuff too. But like now, it's like okay, it took us a while to have a breakout star like the baby. I think to be honest with you, he actually had to leave the city and do a lot of different things outside of the city to get on. Yeah, and I see. He went to Atlanta a lot. He went to Atlanta a lot. He went to Texas a lot. Of course, South by Southwest. But one thing I would say I respect that man about was marketing. He's a marketing genius. So he had to market himself outside of Charlotte because we know how Charlotte is. Charlotte is very uh, cliche, very cliquish. Like, and we're kind of late on a lot of different things because sometimes I I used to talk to people about certain artists who wasn't from Charlotte or wasn't in the area, and people be like, oh, "That's whack. I ain't trying to hear that." Until mm-hmm. like they had that. Their radio hit or that smash hit that just like they've been blasting on the radio. So I feel like we got to get out of that mindset of I think we in this clickish mindset and kind of stop being stuck upish, and we got to stop getting out of that mindset of trying to be the next Atlanta. But we need to follow some of the Atlanta standards where everybody's willing to work with each other. And you know, if I go to a show and it's a local artist who's on stage. And my peoples are there, you know, just to see me or whatever. Stay around, see the other artists. Like, you know, show that other artists love because I feel like I'm not gonna say we missed that window, but when the baby just got on, we should have had like a wave. Cause if you think about like places like Chicago, Atlanta, when one artist get on, they have like a wave of other people who just like get on and like all get on at the same time. And I feel like people like maybe like a people like Cam Cohart or other people who they should have got pushed to that forefront so you can yeah. have, like, like your Sprite and your Pepsi. So you have your different, you know, flavors of what you want. But mm-hmm. I feel like we do miss that, like, that support. And I, I, it goes back to that thing I told you earlier. It's kind of maybe like that culture thing, too. Do you think that has to do with the – because um, – and salute the Cam. I mean, he went to Independence and stuff like that. But um, I don't feel like music was his, his – was – it was more in the back burner, right? Where he didn't take it as serious as others. And do you think with um, he's taking it a lot more serious now, right? Compared to how he used to, but he's still like you know it's a certain level to where it's like I feel like he could go, but that he hasn't took it yet. Per on just from putting his shit out, absolutely, like being consistent in that magnitude. But I do believe as well one thing about Atlanta going back to just um being um open to one another, do you think that has to do with who holds the torch as well? Because Ooh. I feel like with Jay-Z said the perfect thing on an interview a couple years ago, and he was like, I remember talking, this is him talking about 50. He was like, I remember seeing 50 Cent, and I was telling Cass. He was like, I was telling the, the dudes in Rockefeller. He was like, go ahead and get your singles ready. Go ahead and get your mixtapes ready. He was like, because I'm telling you. He was like, 50 Cent is coming. Right. He was like, and when he comes, like, because he knew, they he knew, knew New York yeah. knew in the club was coming before it come. And, right. like, back in the day when a cat exploded, you had to sit on the bench for a minute. That's cause true. Because you, you knew he was going to be everywhere. Yep. He was like, I was I was trying to warn him. I was trying to I was trying to tell him because he was going to flood the waves, and that's all cats was want to hear. And sure enough, when 50 came, 
50 came, he exploded, he made G-Unit, he made his own shit. And then you had this situation where as he was on top, if you weren't G-Unit, 50 wasn't fucking with nobody. And I feel like that was the demise. That was the demise in a way of New York hip hop. Because at that same time, you had the South rising. And with that camaraderie with Atlanta, brought brought them to the top. Absolutely. And so, do I ask, going back to that question, with Billion Dollar Baby, I feel like, yes, they have their camp. And maybe they will later on down the line because, you know, like, people are human. I feel like, honestly, like, everybody was laughing at the baby. Right. Everybody was picking on Kirk. And I knew his hustle. I knew his shit. So, it didn't surprise me because he, I knew his work ethic. Right. I knew he would um, be, I knew he would be on. Now, did I think he would be a mega star like how he is now? I'd be lying to you if I said that shit. Did did I think he'd be on SNL and shit? Hell no. Nah. But I knew he was gonna. Be, I knew he was gonna be a name. I knew. I, I was like, oh, this dude ain't gonna be no regular like southern rapper. He's gonna be, uh, you know, somebody that you know Spotify and shit like that. Like right, on right. on some shit like how he's on. Nowhere did I think he'd be an international star. That goes to his work ethic, and he can rhyme. I will say that he can rhyme, and he and he has his lane, and he knows how to do it. And he's a good business business mind. But with that, um, I do think because I've I've had the talks with certain people who've known him beforehand, who tried to reach out to him because of I don't I don't want to be on that Mike Jones shit like back then you didn't know me, now I'm, I'm on you all on me. Right. Yeah. These cats were not trying to mess with him. Before, and now yeah. and uh, how do you think he's gonna be now if you if you try to like I don't I don't blame him for it, but at the same time. I don't want him to be in that 50 cent mind frame where it's like he misses out because that is really big as a co-sign. Yes, a lot of people can chance the rapper and get on independent and do it by yourself. But, you know, like, look at how many people became stars just off of a, a Drake co-sign. Like, we're talking about Little Baby. Ooh, yeah. We're talking about 21 Savage. We, when, when he did City, when he did certain songs with these, he's that's why he is Drake mm-hmm. because he's always looking back for underground artists and he 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 won't discriminate if if you're an up and coming cat or if you're a superstar. If you're hot, he's gonna he's gonna shout you out. Right. And that's that's what brings that's why Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg. That's what brings longevity is always looking back at the youth and looking back at the people that may not be at your level. Be like, yo, dog, I fuck with you. Let me let me put you on this and let me dag on ride. Let's ride this out and see where it go. That's how you get those favors when you're dry and that person hot. That person will remember that shit. Say relevant. Yeah. So I can't really speak on how he um, actually deal with other people because I don't know him personally. But kind of like what you said, um, it's one of them things where Elevator J and and Luke and other artists like that, they should have been on by now, you know. And I'm not saying it's not their fault, but it's like, you know, they have the talent and I think they have a pretty good marketing. And Luke, known on Dreamville, but like when you think about Dreamville, what comes to mind besides J. Cole? You think about J. Cole, and then probably maybe the next one up is J.I.D.? I think of... Um, maybe I say? I'd, I'd be biased because I, 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 I'm I a hip-hop head, but, like, the commercial person, the novice hip-hop person is probably thinking when they think of Dreamville is probably those two. They may... Exactly. It's, it's either going to be J.I.D. Because they all got bars. Like, they, me yeah. personally, I love Earth Gang. I love, I love Ari, uh, Ari Lennox. Um He's got a, he's got everything that you need when it comes to making a record label. Right. But um, even I like Luke. And the funny thing about all of his artists, um, and uh, I'm this will be the last time I talk good on J. Cole on this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the one thing that I will give him credit for is that um, all his artists are set up to be stars. Right. Like, they could easily, like, Luke is easily one hit away. 
he has the remedy. He has all of these cats, Earth Gang, and I feel like it may be like that, like a TDE type shit. Yeah. Because TDE was like that. Like like Kendrick, J-Rock was originally the one that got the looks from Dr. Drake, and then Kendrick ended up being a superstar. And then after that, you had Schoolboy Q get in his lane and blow up to be a superstar. Then you had SZA blow up and be her, her superstar. Then J-Rock came back from being under shadows. Even Ab Soul has his lane, even though he's not he as commercial. Lane. Right. But Ab Soul and even Rashad have their lane. Right. They could easily be bigger stars, but they still have their lane. And I feel like that's what... That's where Dream Will would be. Not everybody, I, I, I think, will be a superstar like Cole because that's you can't do that. You right. can't formula that. Everybody right. can't be a Cole. But I, I do think he's, he got at least two more people out of that camp that will be stars. I got a question for you real quick. Do you think any, like, rap group ever been, like, superstars? Like, everybody been a superstar. So we talking about G-Unit, of course not Murder, Inc., but, like, Death Row, all of them, like, maybe Snoop, maybe Death Row, but any group. As a collective, like all of them was like mega stars in a group, because it's very rare for that. Um, only I mean, I can I can. I mean, nah, not all of them. I can I could say all of them being stars. All of them being you, stars. Like that's that's pretty rare. Where all of them, you you get close with like you know with NWA. You get close with like um, you get close with Wu. You know, because all of them are solidified like. With the exception of like three, we right. gotta think about Wu. You got you got Meth. I think Meth is a star. He is. Reza is a star. He is. ODB was a star. He was. Um, um, who else am I thinking about? I don't think Ghostface or Rayquan. Ghostface to me is a star. He's a but, but I'm like being biased. You being biased. I'm being. I that's like my Ghostface. favorite. That's yeah, my exactly. favorite Wu Tang cat. Uh, Rayquan. Um, what is it? Inspector Deck. Jizz, like some of them cats, like the rest of them ain't stars. <laughs> exactly, nah. like you had people thinking Red Man was a part of Wu Tang. Yeah, I thought for a minute he was. I was, I did too. Cause he was so much into him, and then like that he, whole Med and Red era—that's a whole nother era. He, but but Red Man is a star though, and mm -hmm. it should some of them other cats should have been stars. So like, um, not nah, I think it's one of them things you're not gonna have these super groups being stars. But kind of going back to the. The Charlotte thing, man, like even, and I'm probably in it on this, but like with De Niro Ferrar, he had to go out to California to get hot. You feel me? Yeah, like I he, remember he him touring buzzing. around earlier on, early on, like going to Cali and going to Canada. And, exactly. And yeah. then he, 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 I mean, coat rap, he had to get that coat rap, coat following. Yeah. So I feel like, I think we need to really support, like the city need to really support some of these artists that should be stars right now. And when you go out and just go see one artist, support them all. And like open your mind too, because I think, since we're in the South, a lot of us kind of close our minds. So you do have people who only go for certain artists to talk about, you know, the guns and stuff like that. Like, expand your expand your taste palette. Kind of like I said, like, the older you get, you don't eat the same thing. Yeah. Expand your, your palette of music. Like, just, like, diverse yourself, it's especially when it comes to your city, because you want your city to thrive, and you want different artists to be put on on your city as well. Exact, exact. Yeah, those are facts right there. Expand your mind, expand... Yeah, like Azil. I, I can't put it any better than he just said. E, I enjoyed having you today, man. This is going to be the first time of many. We got plenty of stuff to discuss. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Go ahead one more time and give people your Instagram so they can dag on look for look for you. Yeah, so again, uh, if you into sneakers, follow my Instagram page at GoEasyOnTheKicks. Um, if you need any type of photography stuff, you can follow me as EasyOnTheEye. Eyes, I think. Easy on eyes, I forgot. And then, of course, my personal page is Carolina Prodigy, spelled how sound, Carolina Prodigy. So that's where you can find me on Instagram. Dope. This is As of Late. Yay!